This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The ramifications of COVID-19 have knock-on effects many of us haven't even thought of. While there's been lots of coverage about the impact on household pets, it turns out that horses are suffering, not from the disease itself, but from the effect on that industry. Susan Jameson, the CEO of Red Scarf Equestrian, is with me, and she has launched the Hands to Hooves campaign. Welcome, Susan. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me, Libby. So um, what is going on with this? Uh, how is this affecting horses adversely? Okay, so most people see the equestrian industry, they think a lot, of, uh, the majority of rich people are in this industry, and they would be right. There's a lot of people that have a lot of money here, but actually the majority of people that love horses and care for them and ride them are regular people that are on, you know, they pay their bills, and one of their extra bills is taking care of their horse. So right now, they're struggling because with wages impacted, and the need to take care of family, your pet, and this is a really big pet, um, the budget for it is just not there the same as it was before. How many horses are there in the province? Do you have any idea? I don't, Libby. That's the one, that's the one thing I didn't, I don't have. But it, there are a lot of people in the equine industry. In fact, most people don't realize that Overall, it is um, an industry that they say is hidden in plain sight, and it's worth over $300 billion. That's how much money people spend on caring for their horse, buying their horse, feeding their horse, grooming. It is a massive industry. And like I said, it's made up of a lot of regular people that are um, spend their money this way. Well, okay, that's people who own a horse and take care of a horse, but uh, the industry, there are also people who own and operate stables. Uh, give me a sense of how big that industry is, please. Um, it, again, I only have the collective number, but that industry where you go to learn to ride, that's your first entrance when your little girl or boy says, you know, Mommy, I love horses and I'd like to ride. So this industry has school horses. You go to the stables, like Ridgewood Farms is one up in Newmarket, and they take your your child and they teach it to ride on safe horses. So there's a whole avenue in that area where these horses have been trained to allow little kids to ride on them. And they're in danger right now of not being fed. That's because, uh, that's pretty dire. Uh, what does it take to keep a horse fed? Uh, you know, how much do they eat and, and what are the costs like? So you're looking at, if you're boarding a horse, you're looking at about $1,000 a month Wow. Um, to have it, you know, fed and boarded. And that's the low end. It can go as high as $1,500 a month. So that's like rent for a lot of people. That's in addition to, you know, your own living, because this isn't a pet that a lot of people can take home. So if you've got your own farm, no problem. But if you don't, you have to board your horses at a facility. 
and you pay room and board just like you would anywhere else. So you're looking at about a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month that you need to uh, put away to take care of your horse. I would imagine the people who run those stables who they're also hurting because if people can't pay the room and and board, they're hurting. But then they are also they also offer usually then some offer just plain boarding so. Um, those people would be hurt for sure. But then you've got barns that offer the school horses too. And without the school horses, the industry, the whole industry is going to collapse because that's where you, that's the first entrance into this market where you send your child to learn to ride. And you're putting, you know, sometimes I've ridden and I see a six-year-old little girl on a horse and she's riding around the arena. If anything goes wrong um, and she was to hurt herself, that's, that's a big responsibility for these barns. So these horses are safe, they're secure, you have confidence watching them on horses. If they can't be fed, um, those horses, they take years to train. So you're talking about a whole industry that's going to collapse out of COVID-19 if it's not, if the funding doesn't go towards it. Mm-hmm. Let me give the numbers out again in case people have questions. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I am talking to Susan Jameson, the CEO of Red Scarf Equestrian, and she has launched the Hands to Hooves campaign. And uh, we're seeing that there, there can be a lot of knock-on effects. And uh, if these horses don't eat what what's going to happen they're going to be put down so there's nowhere else to go so it's not like i can just drive them over to the humane society and they're going to take them in and take care of them so if these horses can't be taken care of they have to be euthanized and you know if you think about mental health to me my i part board a horse and she's my pet She's my emotional, like if I've had a bad day, I ride her, I spend time in the barn with her, we go for walks. If I couldn't afford to help feed and board her and she has to be put down, I don't know how I would mentally come back from that. So I can put up with a lot. I can keep myself mentally strong and put up with a lot of problems. But to know that I couldn't save my horse's life, that would be a really big impact to my mental stability. Well, sounds awful. Um, it is. What is the Hands to Hooves campaign? So Red Scarf, um, so I was at the barn about six weeks ago, and you could hear people talking, and I realized this is coming, is going to get to a place where people are running out of money, and what we're going to do with our horses is going to be a, um, a big problem. So I started the campaign under Red Scarf Equestrian. We're a for-profit business, so I knew that I would have to work with a charity. But I thought at least by getting the information out there and starting the discussion, we I am donating this interview with you to the For the Herd Fund that Ontario Equestrian has put out there. They're looking to raise $500,000 to help the school horses so that they can go forward and, can, and be kept safe. Um, in the States, we're going to work with the Equus Foundation and bring money towards them helping the horses. Um, but like I said, on today's interview, I would like to donate it. I, whatever happens from this, I would like to take it to and draw attention to the For the Herd Fund that Ontario Equestrian has out. Okay. Susan, 
is working with some charities. She wants to get some things going. I'm going to go to the phones and take a call from Debbie in Toronto. Hi, Debbie. Oh, hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you so much for um, having this uh, this conversation or this uh, topic on the phone, because I know exactly what uh, this young lady is talking about, being a writer myself, that I rode with Sunnybrook for almost 13 years before uh, the horrible um, fire. Um, my life has never been the same. So what I want to know is I don't have my computer up and running, but does, is there a phone number to get a hold of this, uh, this woman and this, this cause? Um, yep. We will, um, we, uh, Susan, do you want to give that out now? We'll post it on our, our website, uh, for sure. But Susan, do you want to give out your information now? Yep. Sure. Um, it's, you can reach me at 416-409-2084. Four oh nine four sorry, four one six four oh nine two zero eight four. Okay, and we will post all the information on our website after. And and people, if you need to get a pen, we will have Debbie repeat it before we're off the air. Um thanks for your call, Debbie. Thank you and good luck. I really hope this goes. I really, really do. The horses can give you so much happiness and peace of mind. Like I can't explain it. I know exactly what this lady's talking about. So all the more power to them. And thank you so much for taking my call. Okay. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Thanks. You as well. Bye-bye. Okay. Can I talk to you about how we want to do this? Okay, sure. Please. There's so many people asking right now. And as I tell people, you can only continue to ask rich people to dig in their pocket for so long. And if I was going to ask a rich person to help, I would say help people because that's the most important thing. So Red Scarf came at this a little differently. We asked Ellen Cameron, who is one of Canada's preemptive photographers, to let us use one of her images called Mascara. And what we're doing is we would like to approach Nestle, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Kraft, and say, license the image, the mascara image, and for every time I buy shampoo or food or whatever I'm buying in my normal life, I get the benefit of knowing that a portion of that sale is going to go back to help horses. So you're asking me just to switch my brand power if you want, but every time I pick a product off the shelf, I've got that satisfaction that I am, in fact, helping horses, but I'm not putting an extra strain on my personal life. And so that's how Red Scarf Equestrian decided to go at this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're looking for corporate sponsors, basically. I'm looking to sign, I'm going to say, here's here's the mascara image, Um, license it, put it on a product. And, and then have a little note on the product saying that for every time you buy this toilet paper, for every time you buy this toilet paper, know that um, a portion of the sales go back to the Hands to Hooves fund. And, and is what is help. the mascara image? It's a beautiful horse, and it's, it's a beautiful horse, and he's kind of looking around. Ellen captured him on a ride in the winter, and he's got beautiful, she named him Mascara because he's got beautiful eyelashes in the picture. So you can find that on our website. We have actually asked the manufacturer that makes scarves for Hermes to also make a beautiful scarf with mascara on it. And, and Red Scarf will give 100% of the proceeds from the sale of the scarf to help 
but not everybody can buy themselves a new scarf. We understood that. So we went one step further, and like I said, we've asked some of the biggest corporations, license the picture from us, put it on your product, and know that, and give the equestrian world the knowledge that for every time I buy, whether toilet paper or a beauty product, that I am, in fact, helping horses. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you accepting donations as well? Absolutely. So there is also a part on the website that if you want to make a $20 donation or a $50 donation, you can do that. But like I did say, Libby, it is getting to the point where people can only give so much. And if I was going to give personal money, uh, other than taking care of my bills, yeah, our healthcare workers, uh, people are on the front lines. They deserve that kind of donation. So we tried to figure out a way that we could still help horses, which is very important to the equine industry, but do it in a way that didn't put more burden or we weren't sticking our hands in your pockets. You know, another another person asking, could you give? Because there is, at the end of the day, only so much money. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's very sensitive of you because it is such a difficult time. Basically, you know, Every in every part of our society, it's uh, it's unprecedented. It's it is. terrible. It is. So if I know that I want to buy, you know, let's say with Kraft or I want to buy KD and I know that this package is carrying the mascara image and I know even a couple of cents for my purchase is going toward a fund that's going to help horses, I get that good feeling. I know I'm doing something to help my industry, but I'm not having to do it so that I'm struggling myself. So that's why Red Scarf chose to do it this way. What uh, what do horses eat, and has that already been adjusted, you know, to lower the cost? Um, actually, the University of Guelph has a really great... Um, they just put up a new portal so that it's called... It is called the horseportal.ca uh, for COVID-19 updates, and they're giving you suggestions on how to make... Um, to how to care for your horse and make things stretch a little more during COVID-19. Um, it's an excellent resource for people that are um, have to make some adjustments. And they, st- I mean, you're still dealing with the health of the horse. So I encourage people to go look at the horse portal because the University of Guelph is there to help you guide. Because if you're going to make, nobody wants to do this by themselves. If I was to reduce um, the feed a little bit and it caused my horse to get sick, I'm still in a no-win situation. So I'm pleased that the University of Guelph has stepped up as a resource source to help people understand how they can limit their, you know, they can control their budget but still keep their horses health first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's a whole separate issue that uh, a lot of food is going to waste because restaurants and uh, other institutional settings are, are not operational. And, uh, you know, I wonder if there's some kind of, you know, something that could be happen there. No, um, they're pretty strict. Like uh, there was a, a case in England and it's in Horse and Hound and some people were picnicking and they left their leftovers for the horses to eat and the horses died. Oh dear. So these are animals that do require a specific nutrition. Um, they graze most of the time on grass or hay, depending what's available. They do have supplements. They do have extras. But again, you're talking about people in the know um, that are helping you guide your feeding requirements for your horse. So, sure, do I give my horse a carrot or an apple? Yes, I do. 
But other than that, I look to the professionals to guide me in making the feed choices. So unfortunately, they're not that kind of animal that you can just um, give scrap table scraps to like you might be able to do your cat or dog. Uh, Susan, uh, we're out of time. Would you like to give that phone number out again? Um, yeah, the best place to reach me, I'm hoping, like I said, is, is at Susan Jameson at redscarfequestrian.ca. And my name is Scottish Felt, so it's J-A-M-I-E-S-O-N. And my phone number is 416-409-2084. And thank you, Libby, for um, paying attention because it's a unique struggle, but it's just as important as all the other struggles we're facing right now. Okay, and and thank you for uh, sharing it with us, and good luck to you. Thank you, Susan. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, that is all the time we have. Remember, Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow. If you did not get through on one of the many topics we had this week, or you have something else to say, that is coming up tomorrow, and that's it for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.